And then they kind of came on the call and they were like, so we'd like to offer you an acquisition. Oh, <laughs> dude, what were you like? You were just like. Yeah, yeah, I, like I was on video, so I was trying my best to hide it. What is good, everybody? This is Michael Sakan, founder and CEO of Our Future. We are the go-to business podcast and media brand for Gen Z. What we do is produce the best, most exciting, most digestible interview content for young entrepreneurs and business leaders like yourselves to help you unlock your future. And today I am sitting in front of a very, very talented young entrepreneur. He's only 16 years old. His name is Calix Wong. Uh, he landed his first software engineering internship at the age of 14. And he sold two companies now being a 16 year old. He has not even graduated college. He sold two companies. Most recently, he sold his company hours to uh, Fiveable, a uh, uh, ed tech platform. And uh, he's been featured in the media. TechCrunch did an article, which was really good. And wow. Good. And um, Calix, it's just amazing what you've been able to do at such a young age. And I just like to thank you for taking the time out to do this interview. Yeah, definitely. I really, really am honored to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I guess we have to go back. I mean, when did you even learn to, to code? And, you know, what kind of environment made you? wanted to learn and, and how did you learn and, and how really did you get your brain working in this uh, mindset of like, like building things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I started to, I started in computer science as a whole um, just over like two and a half years ago. Um, so not super far out, but um, I actually started in, um, I actually even started in programming. I actually started in like the ethical hacking space and penetration testing, a little bit of coding in my earlier years, like third grade and sixth grade. Cause both third grade, are... you tried coding in third grade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> wow. parents are, they're both computer science majors. So they're like, Oh, okay. maybe you'd like this coding camp. Um, and I didn't like it. Uh, I thought it was pretty boring. And so uh, this actually looked interesting because it wasn't like coding. It was like, oh, look, you can hijack someone's webcam or something like that. Um, and so I took those kinds of courses for like three months and it was super, super interesting. Like it was it was so fun. I was spending like eight, 10 hours every single day. Um, and yeah, I mean, from there, I was just kind of like, what can I do next that would push me in the right direction towards building things that people would use or would be useful for like society? I didn't know at the beginning, but like as yeah. time went on, I kind of got a little bit more um, aware. So like I moved from Python into machine learning um, and Crazy. I learned a lot about that. Uh, and, and this then, is all self-taught? You're all doing high school during all this time? Yeah, yeah. I just all on like online tutorials, online courses, uh, YouTube videos, just reading articles. Yeah, um, self-studying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was a company called um, Ortexo. Uh, that was a software holding company where we basically built uh, software solutions around students and then we kind of shipped them out to whoever we we're targeting. Um, okay. And so, you know, the two products that we had built during that time was one called MPO Core that was just extending internship and volunteer opportunities to students. And then the other one was um, it was a learning how to code platform, but learning by doing through projects instead of like, you know, snippets of code and stuff like that. And so, okay. um, you know, honestly, like that was definitely a much smaller acquisition that we went through there. Um, it was, you know, we did a couple of rebrands. We did a couple of pivots during that time. And that, that spanned over maybe like five, five, six months. Right. And so, right. um, yeah, it was honestly that acqui that acquisition posed as a, like, just like a reasonable exit for that kind of venture. I learned like a ton and that took place around like may of 2020 yeah i was uh actually 16. No, i was you 15. were 15 i was 15 so you sold your first company when you were 15 years old that's pretty that's right pretty crazy. yeah 
let's talk about the the next product kind of that you've just sold and it was called ours and uh let, let's let's talk a little bit about it like how did you go about starting this company like how did you get the idea for it and just like tell us a little bit about what this company was and and um you know what it originally was and what you built I have this list of project ideas and just crazy ideas that I come up with. Yeah, and I, that's cool. you know, whenever so I have an idea, of, yeah, I keep a you list think of that's it. something that other young entrepreneurs should do, like keep a list Absolutely, of ideas. Because the crazy ideas come at the most weird times and sometimes it'll click for the future because that's happened to me a couple of times. Right. So you got to um, keep returning to this list you keep making. Right. But only when you need to. Um, mm. And so I came across, I was like, oh, I'm work on something fun. And I went through that list again. And then because of that list, I came across the hours idea again. And I was like, maybe I can go take another shot because it was six months later, five months later. And I had done a lot in those five months. I attended a fellowship. I learned a lot about infrastructure and things like that. So I was like, let me give it a try. And I was actually able to put up a very like, like really like bad, but like workable version in like yeah. seven, eight hours. Um, MVP, classic MVP. Yeah, my MVP. And then I showed it to my mom. I showed it to my mom and I showed it to two of my friends or three of my friends. And it was from that encounter that I could tell that this was a different idea because I had showed them other projects that I built and they're like, oh yeah, it's cool. And they won't use it. But this time they said it was cool and they used it again. In fact, they used it for like five days in a row. Study discord servers are a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're a big, big thing. And I yep. was like, that's exactly where I need to go because these servers essentially exist so that they can bring in a bunch of people and just have them study together. And that's exactly what I needed for hours. And so what I did was um, I went on Discord where they have a bunch of open Discord servers and I just joined every single server that I, I thought would be eligible for me to target. Um, and, you know, I think like in total, cause I did it in like certain segments, I can't just join all of them at once. Um, I joined at least 80 to 100 different servers, which is like almost every single one that exists. And so what I ended up doing was I ended up just going into all of these servers as a regular member. And I would just go into whatever channel is appropriate. Every server is different. And I would just say, hey, I like, you know, a lot of these servers are using their voice channels to study together or they're using Forest, a uh, different productivity tool app uh, to, to study together. And I was like, hey, I found this really cool tool. It's called ours. I am not the founder. Um, I'm just like, I just found it out and maybe you guys want to use it. Oh, you and what I did, the founder? Every, right, right, right. And what <laughs> yeah. I actually ended up doing was it's I too actually. It's spammy when you're just saying you're the founder. Right, exactly. I ended yeah. up actually Smart. creating a fake alias for myself on Discord because I didn't want to put out my name because you could tell All from right, my name that I was the founder. <laughs> yeah. And so um, what I ended up doing was I had this gigantic spreadsheet of discord servers and every single day what i would do is i would start a session for every single one of those servers in different parts of the day um and i would basically go into those servers and say hey study with me today and i would have like like there's a certain limit of how many sessions you can have on your computer before it starts like overheating um so i was running like 10 sessions at once really um, at like like you know 12 hours a day and i was just like hey you want to study with me you want to study with me because I could easily run one session and just send it into every single server, but I needed to run different sessions for every single one of them so that I could tell like this server and, is hot, this server is not. And were you automating the chats you were sending to these kids? No, no, no. I was doing it manually. Okay, so like yeah. I had to talk with every single person manually and it was just like so much work. And I but did that. But that's important. It's important um, to do things that don't scale when you're trying to build relationships with users. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I did that for five to six days a week for like maybe three months, three, four months. Really? And That's a grind. It was just like, it was so hard because was it's it not just like- classes too? Yeah. Yeah. Like just on the side. Um, and it was so hard because it's not just like, Hey, I have to manage all of these sessions all the time, but like, you know, sometimes, uh, like it's, it's just like hard because it's hard to like put it something out there and then no one joins and it's just kind of demoralizing. I think it was more of like an emotional, like kind of struggle when I was doing that. Cause it's like, it's demoralizing when you're putting your, your, your tool out there. Um, but no one is like kind of joining and stuff. And so, uh, but it ended up being really worth it. Uh, you know, I started out and, you know, in the first few weeks I got like one to two servers hooked because the thing is, is that it's all based on the hypothesis that if I can get one, let's say if I get 10 people in a session in total, let's estimate that 60%. So six of them is going to like it as long as they like it, they're going to go back into that server and they're going to try and invite their friends in the server yeah because i'm new to the server no one knows but yeah and so suddenly once i hook one person that server becomes their own generator of was there a number was there a number you were like one user equals x many more users something like that i wasn't able to figure that out because it's just like there's there's so little data that's tracked when you're you know you're gaining engagement from discord word of mouth Um, word of mouth is impossible word of mouth like that was that was what i I didn't know too much about product, but I knew, I knew that word of mouth is the best head of marketing. And I'm just like, okay, well, how can I get these people to share it with their friends? I'd never had like a formal referral system, like how other companies do it. It was just like ours itself is all about studying your friends. So it was a viral loop in it of itself to say, Hey, I'm going to study with my friends. So who are my friends? Oh, I'll just share it with my friends because that's how I'm supposed to use it. It's not like if I want to do it. It's Um, one thing to build a great product and it's another to get thousands of tens of thousands of people using it. So, I mean, and then that's where the chief value comes from users. So, I mean, I, I commend you, man, for not only building a great product, but committing to the marketing and you committing to the marketing meant you spending hours and hours, just like showing people and studying with them. Right. Like that, that's a really genuine thing. And that it just, it's amazing how committed you were to creating something that a lot of people used. The second acquisition strategy or like user acquisition, not like the acquisition, uh, the second marketing strategy, that's a better term that I had used was cold emailing. We just did cold emailing to teachers. Um, all of this was just like, hey, how, how can we reach students without paying a dime? Um, you know, we just went on staff directories and we just scraped all of the emails and we just sent emails to all of them like customly. Yeah. Um, and what we, what I ended up doing or what we ended up doing was emailing all of these teachers. And then we got, we got like, not a bad reply rate. Maybe our reply rate was around three, four percent. Um, mm-hmm. we were sending like maybe 300, 400 emails a day. Um, and so one of the teachers that replied said he was partnered with Fiveable. Um, and he suggested to us that we reach out. And I don't use um like Fiveable's products because I think it's a great product, but I don't take EP classes. So that's the reason why I don't use it. But I had all I I had heard of them. I had heard of them, I'd seen them on Instagram. I'd, you know, you know, my friends use yeah, them. They've raised four million bucks. Yeah, they've they've raised a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah, they've raised a lot they of money. Serena and, Williams um, to invest. Yeah, yeah. Recently yeah. Serena Ventures signed yeah, on crazy. and the next month we're gonna be working on our Series A round. Um oui. and so, so you're 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 part of the company now. Yeah, I'm a part of yeah. the company now. Um, <laughs> All right. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and crazy. so uh, they, yeah, they, he um, he recommended that we reach out for a partnership because it made sense. They have a huge user base. Um, and um, 
they have a huge user base, but they, after, sorry, actually I should go in order. He just thought we should partner. And I thought about it and I was like, that's a great idea. And so I shot an email to the CEO. He said that he put in a good word for me. Um, I don't know if he did, uh, but it took like three weeks to get a response. And um, I got a response and I hopped on a call with Amanda, their CEO. And um, I mean, she's, she's just amazing. I mean, like, uh, you know, former teacher and now she's a CEO, like, you know, she's super relatable, super down to earth. And I got to talk with her and, you know, I pitched hours a little bit, but it was more like introducing myself. Like, this is who I am. This is what I built. This is how it works. And, you know, I'd love to partner if there's a, if there's any opportunity there. And she seemed pretty impressed. And, you know, we came off the call just thinking like, oh yeah, you know, there could be an option. Uh, they said they're going to get back to me because it's more like on their end, if they want to make that kind of decision or not. It did make a little sense to partner because one of their issues, um, which is something that we're tackling nowadays, is um, the fact that they're kind of seasonal. Like they peak during the AP season. Yeah, dude. But then that's the rest another thing with like, careers yeah. too. Yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, that's what that's kind of the issue that they were kind of running into. And, and, you know, ours is seasonal, too. But that's just because they we only dip during the summer. So the rest of the yeah. school year is high. Yeah, nine months. And so, yeah, nine months. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's an advantage that we had in terms of like seasonality. And so that's why it did make a little bit of sense to partner. Um, and so I got it took like another few weeks, like two weeks. And then I jumped on a call with their head of product. And, you know, he just kind of asked me questions like, oh, yeah, you know, what are the numbers? How many people are you impacted? And, you know, a lot of the meetings that I had with them over time were spread out by weeks. And so they were really able to see the progression at which we were growing. Like, okay, we called yeah. at this time, we have 500 users. Next time we call, oh, we have 900 users. Next time we call, we have 1,300 users. Um, and so they really got to see that progression. I think they liked but that. I, I just want to note something. It's great to be able to partner with a company and because it could lead to an acquisition. Like maybe for entrepreneurs who have a product that's working, maybe if you see an acquisition, go and partner with that company first. Right, right, yeah. I think like there's there's always like, there's always ways uh, into certain exit strategies. Next call that I had with Amanda, oh, right. that's when she actually made the offer. Um, and it was funny because I she reached out again um, after the call, like pretty quickly after the call actually to schedule another schedule another one with her. And from her email, I could, I thought like she had like a good tone to it. So I was like, oh, I was coming in and I was like, oh yeah, they're going to say yes to this partnership. And I was super stoked. And then they kind of came on the call and they were like, so we'd like to offer you an acquisition. Oh, <laughs> dude, what were you like? You were just like. Yeah, yeah. I like I was on video, so I was trying my best to hide it. But like they could tell that I was, like, I was not expecting that at all. Um, and so after the call, like I was like, I was like dancing i was like jumping up and down like i i like i couldn't believe it like i'm just like one person just like building this entire thing and then now you know they want to buy it and so that was that was just crazy and so they made the offer and you know there was a lot of stuff in between i actually wrote a blog post on the entire like on the entire process of when i got the offer to when we closed um just kind of like in detail and so like that's that's on my blog so i'm not going to really go too deep into it because it'd be too long but you know over time it was like it was a really long process from offer to closing it was five and a half weeks um which and from is startup to sale from startup to sale six months yes yes around six months maybe a little bit wow more. acquired in six and, months yeah and so um was that a solid was, amount of money i'm not gonna ask you for the number uh it wasn't six figures the whole valuation was in six figures and so um wow. like it was I think or it like wasn't? it was it was wow so it was in six figures <laughs> um wow and, Calix, man 
first off, it's incredible what you've done. You should be proud of yourself. You sold your business. You're now on this team of um, Fiveable, which you're, I mean, you're literally have a corporate position or a startup position as a high school student, which is crazy. You've, you've proved, you've done the social network model. You're young, you've built something people love and you've just skipped the line in terms of careers and PR and everything. So um, I just like to ask you quickly, one, your one big piece of career advice to young people and what you're looking at for your future. You're 16, you've done all this. What do you see for yourself going forward? Do you see college? Fiveable wants to offer you a, a, a job after college. You're going to take it. Like, just tell me what you think and, and just briefly to end this out. Yeah, yeah. I think for advice, I mean... I mean, people ask me this all the time. I, I never give great answers, to be honest. But I would say, I would say just like work really hard. Like everyone's situation is so different that I can't really give specific advice to like what direction you should move in unless I talk with you specifically. Um, but like for really anything, like you just kind of have to work really hard. Like, like work ethic was always a default in my family it was never like oh you're working so hard congratulations it's just like you better be working hard like on whatever you're doing and so you know work ethic like everyone in my family is working all the time and you know we still we still find time to like enjoy life right but like you know it's always like you know you got to keep working hard and you know when you have when you have like those low times you still want to like kind of move through it and you know don't let it bother you too much and so just like working really hard and staying focused i think that's another part that a lot of people miss like you can't just work hard on anything uh, but you have to stay focused you have to stay focused on that one thing i rejected quite a few you know ideas and opportunities during my time with hours because i didn't want to get distracted um and you know now it's great because after everything's done now i can work on those projects now ladies and gentlemen that was calix wong the founder of hours and several other startups and companies and initiatives you guys should check out his linkedin profile if you want to learn more this was an awesome interview you're wise beyond your years bro i can't wait to watch you keep going make sure to leave our future five-star review on apple podcasts and check us out on youtube because we are there now thanks for potting with me stay frosty everybody peace out